From the 27th floor of the Met Square building in St. Louis, Missouri, St. Louis uh, community where we have one city and 88 municipalities. You can drive around town in about a five-mile stretch, go through about six different uh, towns. you real-world traveler here in St. Louis. This is Michael's Insurance Daily, a daily podcast uh, put on by me, Michael Young, a coverage lawyer in St. Louis. A few days ago, uh, we did a podcast episode, or at least a couple of them actually, on interpreting insurance policies. And we talked about the functional versus textual approach. And I know uh, many people criticize the functional approach, that is uh, looking at what the policy should provide coverage for, uh, that that is a uh, subjective and not an objective approach, and argue that we should read it uh, in a textual manner, that is interpreting the language language literally as it's written on the page using grammatical rules and uh, dictionary definitions of terms, but that's much more objective. Uh, I wrote an article a couple years ago. uh, It was called How to Interpret an Insurance Policy Like It's 1950. I was super edgy a couple years ago with my titles, and it it was about the legal scholar Carl Llewellyn, which I believe uh, is rep, uh, related to the Llewellyns here in St. Louis that have a series of pubs. At least I'd, I'd like to think that. Uh, Professor Llewellyn wrote an article in the Vanderbilt Law Review in 1950, hence my catchy title to my article, where he went through and outlined uh, a series of maxims and counter-maxims of interpretation. Now, I, I believe that these maxims and counter-maxims, sort of principles of language interpretation, mainly dealt with statutes and the like, but I think many times that they're also applicable in the insurance policy or contractual context. And uh, his argument was that for every rule of interpretation, there's a counter rule, and that judges actually have much more flexibility and much more subjective ability to interpret language, policy language, statutory language, under the textual approach than one would normally expect. So uh, here are actually uh, a few of my favorite examples from the Llewellyn article on maxims and counter-maxims. Here's one. Every word and clause must be given effect, except if inadvertently inserted or if repugnant to the rest of the document, words may be rejected as as surplus. Here's another maxim. Titles do not control meaning. Preambles do not expand scope. Section headings do not change language. Then there's the counter maxim. The title may be consulted as a guide when there is doubt or obscurity in the body. Preambles may be consulted to determine rationale, and thus the true construction of terms, section headings may be looked upon as part of the document itself. See how that could work both ways? Here's another maxim. Words are to be interpreted according to the proper grammatical effect of their arrangement within the document. The counter maxim, rules of grammar will be disregarded where strict adherence would defeat purpose. Here's a maxim. It must be assumed that language has been chosen with due regard to grammatical propriety and is not interchangeable on mere conjecture, except and and or may be read interchangeably whenever the change is necessary to give the statute sense and effect. And finally, the maxim, expression of one thing excludes another. And then there's the counter. The language may fairly comprehend many different cases where only some are expressly mentioned by way of example. And it it goes on and on and on. There are actually, I'm just looking here at the article, 
goodness, at least 28 examples of maxims and counter-maxims that the professor had collected in case law across the country, and, and this, was, this was by 1950. So again, uh, when people criticize the functional approach to policy interpretation and argue that language should be interpreted literally according to how it's written on the page, that is not as easy or as objective as uh, it, it may first appear. If you'd like to uh, read my article, or more importantly, the uh, professor's article, I have links to those uh, on the show notes for this uh, podcast episode. Thanks for listening, and have a wonderful day. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. If you liked what you heard today, I would love it if you were to subscribe and also share this uh, podcast with your friends and colleagues. If you want to learn more about me, Michael Young, just uh, go to my website, michaelyoungstl.com. That's michaelyoungstl.com. You can find my articles, blog posts, uh, links to my LinkedIn, Twitter, email, all that good stuff. As always, you have to remember that the choice of a lawyer is an important decision and should not be based solely upon advertisements. Have a great day.